Hey guys, welcome to Admit 3, where we discuss all things movies, media, and television. I'm Rob. I'm Laura. And I'm Kurt. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to Admit 3. Today we're discussing Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which finds her lovable insect heroes trapped in the Quantum Realm with the new MCU baddie, King the Conqueror. This is the third film in the Ant-Man series, and the 407th film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But before we talk about it, we have a special guest with us today... Sherry of Sherry Darling Beauty. <laughs> uh, Sponsored by. <laughs> uh, she's filling in for Laura today, who is on vacation somewhere. We have no idea where. Uh, maybe we should text her and find out. But we'll, we'll save that for after the podcast. Um, Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Did you enjoy uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now you've only seen, what, three Marvel movies ever? I've seen Avengers. Avengers. And, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man slaps. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, and yeah. I I always have to remind you that you've seen Thor Ragnarok. I guess it just shows how forgettable it's for. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts me a little bit. Um, I would say three pretty strong Marvel movies you've seen. That's, if you had to see any three those are strong contenders for best of the MCU. Hey, now she's seen four. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> three of the best in uh, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, Rob. Yeah. What did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? Um, actually, I said this right after the movie. I said that um, this movie made Wakanda Forever look like a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> and Wakanda Forever wasn't bad by any means. I yeah. think I gave it like a 3-5 or something. It was decent. That's Oscar-nominated Wakanda Forever to you, sir. All right, I'll make sure to, <laughs> to give it the full citation next time. But um, I just feel like the, the pacing in this movie was a little a little strange. Um, Sherry brought up uh, after the movie that like it's it was like very like Star Wars-y. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of got the same vibe. And the one scene where they're like having like the war or whatever towards the end, and they're like shooting the blasters. I was like, this literally looks like the Republic versus the uh, whatever the fuck the other group is called <laughs> in Star Wars. And um, I also found it kind of funny. Like in in all these movies, it's like they're like promoting this, uh, I guess, idea to like rise up against your oppressor. Yeah. It's like one of the biggest fucking most oppressive corporations in the world making these movies it's like <laughs> it's just very funny yeah but they're keeping us complacent i know having us in the theaters to watch it's it very funny uh i definitely agree with the uh star wars comparison uh, especially in the quantum realm world building there are so many bizarre characters and locations that really feel like they're pulled out of something like the star wars universe Mm -hmm. um but i i've got to agree with sherry i did not really enjoy this movie unfortunately it's a bit different from the other ant-man movies Uh, we should have prefaced (laughs) the fact that robert and i have never seen an ant-man movie right (laughs) i guess so what does it matter really in the grand scheme of life (laughs) it gives perspective you know because there's of course going to be people that watch this movie and haven't seen the others and maybe Mm -hmm. they're interested to see what you know other people think have you seen both the ant-man movies or just the first one i've seen the first one all the way through and i've seen bits and pieces of the second one okay 
So, Robert, does this movie make you want to go back and watch Ant-Man 1 and 2? Um, no. But to be honest, I never had really any mm. drive to watch Ant-Man 1 and 2. Specifically because, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but the vibe I get from Ant-Man is like the way Marvel advertises it and everything. It makes it seem like it's kind of just like the throwaway movies where like Paul Rudd is just kind of like they're poking fun at. It like, feels othered. It yeah. It feels, yeah. Like, it's not on, like, the, the same level as, like, Thor and Iron Man. Yeah, Captain when they America. said he's an Avenger, I was like, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ant-Man works better as a character in those team-up movies. Where he gets to, you know, be a side character that pops up and does something cool, does something funny. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily be the main focus. Not that Paul Rudd isn't great as his character. No, he is, for sure. Uh it's just that the Ant-Man movies don't interest me very much. Yeah. And Paul Rudd is so good in his comedic timing adventure with other people that it's funner to watch him, you know, bounce off of these other big actors than it is to watch him in this. But he kind of felt like a side character in this to me, too, because there was so much going on. Yeah, that's true. That, like, I'm like, wait, Way is this called Ant-Man? Like, what on. the hell is all this other... There was like so oh. many. There were so many like plots they were trying to explore, and can can we just talk about Modok for a second? How the reveal, the face reveal, when they like pull back the helmet or whatever, and it, it was so bad. It just it didn't look right, and I'm very surprised that they decided to go with that. It seemed like it was meant to be funny, I guess, with the big head and the little legs. And it shit. was cringeworthy. It was. I felt so embarrassed watching yeah. it. I felt <laughs> secondhand embarrassment. I did too. And they it's not just like a quick thing either. They continually come back to this character. And every time I'm just begging with every fiber of my being for it to just end. Let it end, please. <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> and they keep coming back to him over and over and over again. And he even gets a big, like, death scene. Yeah. Oh, really? He's so... Redemption. He gets his redemption. Oh my moment. god! And they even make fun of him in his redemption moment, which is kind of like that was a little funny to me, where he was like, like he died in adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd's face is very funny in that moment. Um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest whiffs of the movie for me was Modok, um, King the Conqueror. On the other hand, I thought it was maybe the highlight of the movie. Jonathan Majors. Yeah was fantastic in the role, at least in that iteration of uh, <laughs> yeah. King the Conqueror. In the post-credit scene, we uh, see multiple versions of King. And I blame that more on the writers than for, for Jonathan sure, Majors. For sure. I think he did a great job acting. Yeah, Jonathan just... Majors was fantastic in the role. I can't wait to see more of him moving forward. Yeah. He's you know he's being talked up as the next really like big bad character of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh which, you know, that's since Thanos has been out of the picture, the MCU has needed that. They've needed some force to kinda of, that everything's centered around. Right. Because the last several movies have just been throwing things at the canvas and trying to make something stick. And uh I think this is kind of even though I didn't enjoy the movie kind of a reset point for the MCU. And I'm curious to see where they go from here. It, um, the, like, Jonathan Majors kind of, like, glow up kind of reminds me of 
Jenna Ortega. We saw her in Scream, and then she was in Wednesday. Yeah, and then, she's everywhere now. Yeah, now she's just like this huge like icon, which is very cool to see. Icon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, whoa. Around. This is a hot take. Hold on a second. It's not that hot. <laughs> you don't think Jenna Ortega is an icon? She's Absolutely a icon. not. She wow. is not an icon. An icon? An up-and-comer, sure. Do you think that she just needs more time in the industry before she becomes one? Yeah, more time than, like, a year and a half to be considered an icon. I think she's just been, like, all over the internet, and there's been so much buzz around her, and, like, so much people... But an icon is somebody who lasts and stands the test of time. I don't know if I would call her an icon. Let's give five years, and then we'll... I guess guess it's fair to... Longevity has something to do with it. But uh, if she's not an icon now, she certainly has the opportunity to achieve icon status. I'm sure. Hey, I think she's an icon. <laughs> I loved her in Scream. Wednesday, she was probably the only thing she's that the I only redeeming quality that of the um, I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm just saying icon is... That's a lot. Yeah, she was good in X, too. Her, yeah. you know, her acting is very believable in that movie. Yeah, I can't wait to see her in Scream 6 in a couple of weeks. She's next to the MCU. Confirmed. <laughs> but speaking of icons, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, That's an yeah. Icon. She's she's pretty good in this movie, I would say. Her performance is also one of the highlights of the film. I wasn't expecting her character to be such a big part of the film. It and shouldn't so- have been. <laughs> Honestly, it sh- I think they used her too much. Yeah. I feel like icons need to be used sparingly, I think. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to have Michelle Pfeiffer in your movie, might as well use her, I guess. Especially in a movie that didn't have much else going for it. But there were too many things going. It was like too many. I agree. And... We didn't. After watching the movie, we didn't even remember that Bill Murray was in the movie yeah, until all the movie, like thirty minutes after watching. <laughs> oh yeah, Bill Murray was in that. Yeah, he had a very short, short role. Very short role. And it his character seemed like it was meant to be like a quirky sort of character. Yeah, in the same vein as uh, Jeff Goldblum in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. But I thought Jeff Goldblum's character um, was much more memorable and left a bit bigger impression than Bill Murray. Obviously, because we fucking forgot he was in the movie as soon as it was over. Now, Bill Murray is an icon. We can't Bill Murray that. is an icon slash bully. Who yeah, he... Put uh, kind of who was it he put in a oh. trash can? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, this was recent too. Yeah, it was recent. It was actually talked about on Good Mythical Morning. Uh, I can't remember, but he like bullied Lucy Liu and stuff mm-hmm. on Charlie's Angels set. It was uh, Seth Green. When Seth oh, Green yeah. was young. He put him in the trash can. <laughs> I... We do not condone bullying. That is kind of funny. <laughs> I did not know any of that. But what I was going to say is he's, you know, obviously a legend and icon, but the, the, the whole scene with his character didn't really work for me. Like you said, he was supposed to be kind of like a, a comedic relief type yeah. character, but the, the jokes didn't really land for me. And then, of course, he was only in it for what, like five minutes and then. Yeah. He's toast. And he's toast. Also, uh, towards the beginning of the movie, I guess the whole thing that sets up the entire plot, you know, how um, Scott's daughter is, like, working on this machine to map uh-huh. out the quantum realm. Yeah. That whole thing just seemed like a way to force them... Into the quantum realm? Yeah, it seemed very lazy. Like, for one, why are you trying to map the quantum realm? And two, if your grandmother... Or, I don't know if it is her grandmother, that lady. Like, kinda, yeah. She 
had been in the quantum realm for 30 years, you think maybe you would ask her a couple questions and see if this is a bad idea or not before you go ahead and do that? Well, they, they did they kind did of explain ask that, her a little bit. she never wanted she, to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, she just didn't want to bring up the things that she did there because she was feeling guilt for yeah. leaving those people behind to die. What, those people. Was, there was like a bit of a contradiction in the movie Yeah, where... He's like, what is it you call yourself? Human. And then the next sentence, he's referring to everybody as people. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Something's not up here. Did those not, are those not the same thing? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, like, gaps and flaws in the logic in this movie. Like, how when Kang is sent into the quantum realm and it's just him and... What was the other lady's name? Janet? Janet, yeah. yeah. And they were saying it was just them and there's nothing else and nobody else there. And then... Mm. Now Janet, he's conquering the entire... Yeah, thing. now... Kang has like an empire and there's tons of like beings and living creatures and they're like where did they come okay. from are they all things that accidentally ended up yeah, the they, <laughs> they don't explain it they don't even attempt to you know address it so it's very interesting but it's, it seems like they don't think those things are important enough to yeah. entertain and I, I guess on one hand it's not because people are going to see these movies for, for the action for the action for the humor Everybody's excited to see Kang. Uh, but he just walked away from the movie picking out every plot hole and questioning every single thing. And I guess that's what happens when we're not like huge MCU fans. You know, yeah. we're a little... We have a little bit of fatigue from the MCU. Sherry never had the stamina for it at all. But... Uh, I just, I really was hoping that even though we haven't loved the last few MCU films, that we would go into this and have a fun time. And unfortunately, I just, I ended up feeling like I, I wished I was doing something. <laughs> the, the only scene that I was like really like upset with the movie. I guess I was upset with the few, so that, that <laughs> statement doesn't really work. But what I'm saying is you remember like the magnifying glass dude who like can shoot lasers out of his head. He's yeah. got like just like yeah. a glass head. When like King like redirects his energy or whatever and blows his head up, I was like, damn, like he was just such like an unimportant little character, but I thought he was so yeah. cool looking that I was like very disappointed. <laughs> I was bummed that he died. by that too. Yeah, it's like they're a little bit bummed. Do you remember that you remember that one character in Thor, like, that he releases from the prison, and then he, like, they show him in, like, Avengers, he's playing, like, games on the couch with him and stuff, like, yeah, cool. kind of like, the yeah. rock guy, yeah. Kind of just, like, some, like, throwaway character that they decided to bring back, because yeah. they thought he was Well, we are, uh, we haven't seen <clears throat> Thor Love and Thunder yet, yeah. but he's also a big part of that movie, I actually think he's narrating that entire movie. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that, um... Like that character, I don't even know what it, if he even had a name or whatever. No I'm just gonna call him Magnifying Glass, dude. <laughs> I, I wish they would have had something more like that where they kind of developed that. But then the leader of the rebels, I guess we yeah, call them. Yeah, I, I, would, I would for sure call them rebels. I have no idea what her name is. <laughs> I forget what her name was, and to be honest, she doesn't do all too much in the movie. And then, um, what's Ant Man's daughter's name? Cassie. Cassie. Cassie is like so impressed by like everything that she does and it's just Yeah. I don't know, it was it seemed very like forced to me that whole dynamic. Uh I've seen the actress who plays Cassie, Catherine Newton, getting a little bit of hate 
Oh, for what? Right. For saying that she wasn't good in the movie, but I thought she was Shut perfectly fine in the movie. <laughs> I thought she was perfectly fine in the movie. Uh, we loved her in Supernatural, which yeah. Jerry and I are huge fans of. Rob, he's a he'll get there. <laughs> I am. He's a huge fan. I'm just, if they're one. if they're super fans, then I'm like right below that tier. So I'm. It's not like I'm not a fan. They're just dogging me. Yeah. And I don't want anybody <clears throat> listening to this to say these motherfuckers like Supernatural and didn't like this movie. But we can admit that some of Supernatural is not very good. This is taking a turn. This is uh, not uh, <laughs> I just want everybody listening to this who's going to hate this opinion to, to know that not everything is good. And it's okay to just admit this is not a very good movie. I mean, okay, Supernatural is like one of the most popular TV shows, I don't think. That's true. Uh, I'm not saying it's not popular. I'm just saying some of it's not great. And we can admit yeah. that some of it's not great. Just like the MCU being so popular some of it's not gonna be great and it's okay if it doesn't land with you i know this is out of left field but what i keep thinking about and i don't know why this is Mm -hmm. um so when ant-man gets really big like godzilla big yeah it reminded me of power rangers Mm -hmm. um and what i don't understand is why do you move so slow when you're bigger like he would go to run and it would be like boom like why can't you run normal speed uh, well you're asking the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> the only like guess that i would have is since you're bigger you're gonna have more wind resistance because there's more surface area on your body okay but that's literally that's the... why i run so slow <laughs> the wind resistance but it, it's so funny watching him like go to like try to get kang or whatever and it's mm-hmm. like He's like, yeah, it's like slow motion. I'm like, what the hell? Well, yeah, it's slow, but he's also covering so much more ground than yeah. a normal person. I well, sure. Different. I'm just saying it's it's very interesting to watch. Like, I, I'm watching it. I'm like, all right, move. Uh, it reminded you of Power Rangers, which was big. It reminded me of, I immediately thought of Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> True. Um, a lot of the humor in this movie... It was either hit or miss, and I feel like it missed more than it hit for me. Mostly missed, for sure, for me, too. Some of some of it is funny. It, Paul Rudd's just too funny of a guy for, you know, all of it to miss. Yeah. But so much of it was just so forced and unfunny, and it really hurt me the way some of the people in our audience were cackling at <laughs> jokes that were just so, such low-hanging fruit. <laughs> and... I, I, I hate to be buzzkill. Uh, humor subjective. But this movie especially felt so forced in humor. But I heard a lot of people had that gripe with uh, Thor Love and Thunder also, which I guess we'll have to see and judge right. that for ourselves. But uh, yeah, so it was so much of it was meant to be funny and just did not land with the humor at all. They, um, they kind of like referenced or made like a tease saying that like something is coming and if you kill me the like king was saying this if you kill me then you know you're gonna have to suffer through whatever's coming or you won't survive what's next or something yeah. like that and i'm sure they're setting up their next big villain um, just a different version of king like <laughs> see i don't think that's it i think they might be moving on to a new big marvel um villain i've heard a lot of people online talk about uh, i think his name is Galactus. Mm. It's like not a, tell you. A and maybe they're moving in that direction. Maybe they're going to... Obviously, they're going to stick with Kang for a while as like a, you know, temporary villain. 
but it's kind of hard to fill in for because Thanos was such like a strong villain, and yeah. so far he's like the only one who, you know, got the upper hand at any point yeah. on the Avengers. Um, Thanos was such a satisfying villain. They, yeah. they took so many years laying the groundwork for Thanos, and, and when it pays off with Infinity War, it's it's just so perfect and. I know the character is mostly CGI, but Josh Brolin was so intimidating in that role. And, you know, when he snaps and everybody goes away, it's just such like a gut punch to see. Like, it's the first time, really, that the heroes fail, even though they, you know, Endgame happens and they yeah. make up for it. But I don't think the MCU yet has had another villain like Thanos who made you feel um real world implications right yeah i mean i guess it's kind of like the typical script for a superhero movie where it's like you have the come up of the superhero they mm -hmm. encounter the challenge and then you know they have their descent they fall down a little bit and they have to get back up and then they beat the villain happy ending and it's it was very refreshing to see a change in that movie um Hopefully there's more like that in the future. I know everybody, not everybody, but most people are mm -hmm. fans of having a happy ending. And some people don't like when you change the script <laughs> up. But I, I think it's very... Sherry's nodding. <laughs> it's very necessary, like at least once in a while. It's So many of these movies are basically just copy and paste and you just change a couple names and it's yeah. the same, basically the same fucking movie. Yeah, that's... Uh, there are so many of them that... It feels so hollow if there aren't stakes. And Thanos with Infinity War, you really felt those stakes. And it's really the only time that I personally have felt that. And mm -hmm. uh, I just hope that they kind of do something similar moving forward. Like in this movie, uh, near the end, um, Ant-Man and Kang are in a fight and it's like yeah. a vicious fight and it seems you know he stomps on ant-man's head a few times and breaks through his helmet and it, it looks like he's going to kill ant-man <laughs> and uh i'm not surprised they didn't go all the way and have him kill ant-man can't kill but those kind of stakes in a movie where it feels real and you feel like the hero is actually in danger are so much more effective i think than never feeling it at all just everybody's always you know overpowering the villain it's good to see a villain feel dangerous um in that scene where they're fighting and like there's the portal open and they're you know kang's trying to run out and paul's trying to stop him i thought what was going to happen is that they were both going to get trapped in there and Paul was going to be stuck in the quantum realm with Kang. Yeah, I've also and thought... that would have been the ending and like that would have been like the people on the other side of the portal, you know, his daughter, his wife. Yeah. They would have been like, oh no, and it would have been kind of like a more sad ending to where like yeah. it's building up the next movie, what they have to do to get him back. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought too, what they would have to do to get him back. Maybe the remaining Avengers get involved somehow to get... Ant-Man out of all of this. I feel like that could have been a much stronger ending. But yeah. They went with the more safe route. go back. Again, the uh, Cassie's little device coming back into play is, as a cheap way to get them back home again. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty typical ending for a Marvel movie. I did like, however, at the beginning of the movie, <clears throat> um, 
Scott Lang is, you know, walking down the sidewalk and talking about how weird his mm-hmm. life is. And then at the end of the movie, it's the same thing. He's walking down the sidewalk and uh, there's like the voiceover narration of him contemplating how strange his life is. And it's happy and there's happy music playing. And then he starts to doubt things. He's like, but is Kang really dead? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Have I ruined everything? Is Kang going to come back and kill everybody? And I thought that was kind of funny that these yeah. thoughts were sneaking in. And it, it's just fun. It was a fun way to implicate that this isn't over, which we right. knew it wasn't over. Yeah. But it, it was fun to see him also have those concerns. I liked seeing him just as like a regular well, it's not a regular person, but, like, walking through and, like, everyone's like, hey, it's this guy. Like Spider-Man. I I liked, I don't know, seeing him, like, just dress normal, like, walking. It's, I don't know, it's hard to imagine, like, superheroes on their time off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool cameos in this movie, too, like Ryan Bergara from Ghost Files. Yeah. Yeah. a two or three second clip, which was very cool. Yeah, totally. yeah. I didn't too. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. I was like, the first second, I was like, what the fucking second? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny for me. That was very cool to see. There's an actor from I Think You Should Leave. Yeah. Um, and he's like the owner of the coffee shop. And he's everything I've seen him in, he's like very believable. Mm-hmm. He's funny. I, I love that guy. He's awesome. I hope to see him more in the future. Oh, yeah. He has good car ideas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we go into our uh, final ratings here? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, let's throw Cherry, because I feel like I already know what she's going to rate it. I'm telling you right now, she's going to give it a higher score than we did. She's going to give it a three, I'm pretty sure. Now she's going to not give it a three because I said that. I was going to give it a 2.5 all along. Whoa! Um, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't. I mean, I didn't love it, but I'm not a. That's not my type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any of the Marvel movies. I don't care. The ones I did see were not. It wasn't like I saw them because I wanted to see them. I just happened to see them. <laughs> so I have no interest whatsoever. Of the three Marvel movies that you've seen before this, Iron Man, The Avengers, and Thor Ragnarok, which one did you like better? Uh, probably The Avengers. I know that hurts you. I'm sorry. That doesn't really. That doesn't. This <laughs> Avengers is great. I mean, this is great. Well, All right, so 2.5. Kurt, what is uh, your score? Um, The exact same thing. It's 2.5. Uh, I think I, I disliked quite a bit in the movie, but there there are things I liked enough to get it to 2.5. Uh, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. In the case of Ant-Man, a little Paul Rudd goes a long way. Uh... <laughs> um... John Majors is great. I can't wait is to see him anymore. Majorly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's two point five. I think those guys kind of made it a little bit more enjoyable for me. I don't yeah. think I would ever watch this again, but I, I didn't quite hate all of it. What okay. about you, Rob? I can tell you right now, I will never watch this again <laughs> unless there's some type of sponsorship and they're paying us. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's a cop-out, but as soon as I left the theater, I had the idea in my head, 2.5. I feel like there's a lot of flaws with the movie. A lot of the humor doesn't stick for me. Um, the pacing, like I said, feels off. But, I mean, it's a Marvel movie. You're going in, you, you want dumb action, and, of course, it's not all going to make sense because it's a superhero movie. 
and I feel like as far as dumb action goes, I mean, it was serviceable. It wasn't great by any means. So, 2.5. There you Look have at it. that. 2.5 all around. Normally, at least the past couple episodes, we've done, like, a question at the end. We didn't, we haven't, like, you know, brainstormed any ideas for what this question should be, but... <laughs> If you had to be, be an insect, stuck. which <laughs> <laughs> you have to be stuck in the quantum realm with one person, who would be not a cat, uh, that's for sure. Cats. <laughs> my darling wife, Sherry. <laughs> um, my question is, what the fuck were they eating and drinking in the quantum realm? He could create anything, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but except the way to get out. He didn't. He wasn't there the whole time, though. I mean, he showed Jeanette, Jeanette, or Janet, Janet. <laughs> Jeanette, Janet. She was there for like a long time before Kang even showed up. And she, what was she eating and drinking? We saw her getting water or whatever in that little thing yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. But what was she? She was eating? in a Shake Shack. I, don't know. I guess like Shake Shack stuff like that. I guess you kind of just have to suspend disbelief because it's you know sci-fi superhero movie. Um, yeah. Any questions off the top of your head? Any fun problem questions? Off the top of my head, no, I can't say that. Oh, I've, I've got a good one. Um, so if it was like, if you were like Kang, and you know, there's like multi-dimensional madness, and there's like millions of other different versions of you, and you know, they were all coming to get you, what would you do? Would you would you try to fight them? Would you just let them, you know, fuck you over? Would you hide from them? What would what would be your battle plan against? yourself this just sounds like <laughs> me battling yeah what are you gonna do there's like an infinite amount of versions of yourself I'll there's all you tell me you're not gonna start an empire <clears throat> from literally nothing and just make millions of soldiers out of dust basically uh, i'm too lazy <laughs> <laughs> all right well that'll have to do for ant-man and the wasp quantum mania catch us on Wednesday for what is it episode six of yeah episode the last six of, of the last of us yeah hopefully wait. that'll be a good one and next then week. yeah catch us next Monday for cocaine bear I know Kurt's very excited I'm for this so one. excited I'm Sherry so excited. said she is going to make a cameo on this one as well <laughs> so even if Laura is in the next episode Sherry is going to at least say hello and, admit threes plus one yeah admit threes plus one. <laughs> Get out to AMC Theaters for Cocaine Bear because they're giving away free gummy bears for opening weekend. I thought you were really going to say cocaine. I thought you were going to make a joke and they're giving out cocaine. Well, nobody's giving out cocaine, but you know what? Not for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do a line. Let me know how it goes. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> hey, guys. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Admit3Pod on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram.